0: This morning, I was seeing some pictures, really wild fog uh, in the city of Calgary. And I mean, it happens from time to time, right? Well, we all, we've all been through fog. I was kind of surprised to find out that fog kills dozens of Canadians every year, like 50 or 60 a year, causes all kinds of chaos, too, with all kinds of things, primarily around transportation, airports, that sort of thing. And a big part of the problem with fog is it's, it's kind of hard to predict If you think about it, do you ever see like fog warnings occasionally? But in a lot of instances, maybe we get a couple hours, a few hours, maybe no warning at all because still a bit of a mystery around there. So there's a huge project, maybe the biggest project ever, getting started right now off the East Coast to try and come up with a little more certainty around how we handle fog and what causes it and how we can predict it and all these sorts of things. So to uh, explain what's going on, we have Harindra Joseph-Fernando joining us. Um, He is a Wayne and Diana Murdy Endowed Professor of Engineering and Geosciences at Notre Dame University, and he is the lead on this study. Harindra, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. It's a pleasure. First of all, when we talk about fog, it's really, I mean, it's a bigger problem than I thought. It causes it actually causes a lot of chaos in, in a lot of ways, doesn't it?
1: Indeed, indeed. Yes, it causes a lot of uh, problems with the air transportation, ground transportation, and also especially the naval operations.
0: Now, what, it, in terms of predicting fog and forecasting fog, that's really, in a lot of ways, a, a fairly inexact science, right? Like we can predict rain or we can predict sun or whatever the case may be, but it's not that simple with fog, is it?
1: That's right. That's right. The reason is that in this case, there are so many governing factors. You have aerosols coming in, you have the thermodynamics of these little droplets coming in, large weather systems moving around because that's how the temperature changes. So uh, putting all those things together is the difficulty.
0: So tell us about this project that's getting started off the east coast of Canada. It sounds like a big one.
1: Yes, it is a, it's a very large project uh, that project is funded by the u s Office of Naval Research. One of their motivation is try to understand and you know, improve as you, you mentioned very carefully that is little bit of certainty to give, give a little bit of certainty to the predictions so um, the The project actually has many, many components because, as I mentioned, you have aerosol people, you have thermodynamics people, fluid dynamics people. So we put together a large group of people, including Environment Canada and York University, as well as Dalhousie University. So we have uh, we are looking at marine fog at this time because of the naval interest, Mm -hmm. and uh, we have a ship leaving. Dartmouth uh, in in uh, Nova Scotia on the first, and um, that um, ship will have very extensive array of instruments uh, to uh, to detect large scale weather systems to very very tiny nanoscale uh, aerosol particles and then we also uh, have a, have a, uh, operation in sable island uh, thanks to the the cooperation of uh, parks canada and we have 11 people currently there setting up the equipment so starting from june 1st the the ship as well as the sable island we basically work with each other carefully and looking at how the small aerosols lead to droplets and droplets lead to fog
0: why Why did you choose this location? Is there a particular reason?
1: Uh, yes. In the summer, uh, Grand Banks area is the, the largest fog they call the climatology, largest percentage of fog happening in um, Grand Banks area. Uh, next is the Yellow Sea, so that's where we are going to go next year. <laughs> so the largest one is Grand Banks, so we want to cover the Grand Banks. And also we have uh, Wood uh, PLC, which is... Uh, which they are the the meteorological predictive people for Hibernia platform. They are also involved in this because they have great interest because of their helicopter operations largely depend on the prediction of fog.
0: It's really interesting. It sounds like you're excited. Like, this sounds like a project. Very much
1: so. (laughs) Very much so.
0: (laughs) I mean, how, how... How long have you wanted to do this, and how? um, What kind of changes do you foresee uh, based on the knowledge you're going to gather in the coming month or so?
1: Uh, We have been uh, preparing for this since 2017. Okay. First, we had a smaller project, uh, which is about half the size of this project, from Saint John's area, but that was coastal fog. And that was a resounding success. So uh, Office of Naval Research decided that they will have a project on marine fog on a full scale like what we are going to do. And the idea is current predictability is about 50%. So it's kind of, your guess, is good as mine type prediction we have uh, for Fog. But with this, we will have uh, improved predictability. That's 70%, uh, 80% yeah. if you can push. Wow. Uh, that will be a great achievement.
0: That would be a massive achievement and a real game changer. Um, Harindra, thank you so much for your time and walking us through what's uh, on the agenda. Maybe we'll check in after it's done and see how it worked out. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's bye, bye. Fernando, who is a professor of Engineering and geosciences at Notre Dame and the lead of this study. And as I say, I know we had some uh, we had some fog down in Calgary today that uh, caused some issues, but uh, it's 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 one of my favorite weather phenomena. but yeah, if you think about it, it's not often in your forecast, right? <laughs> it just seems to show up.